0: on everybody and welcome to another episode of rookie ball the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports or just my opinion in general so ladies and gentlemen the nfl wildcard weekend has come and gone following the upsetting monday night game between the la rams and the arizona cardinals in which i had no fun watching but that is all right Getting right into it, ladies and gentlemen, we had games from Saturday afternoon to Monday night. Six games, two of them very exciting, four of them complete blowouts before we get into analyzing all of those games. A couple of announcements coming from the Rookie Ball podcast. The first announcement is, I think until the Super Bowl is over and the NFL season has concluded that the NFL is going to be the main focus right now of this podcast. Obviously, once the NFL season is over, we will be getting into plenty of things, such as March Madness, baseball, basketball, soccer, hockey. We'll be getting into everything. But I think we're in the prime of the NFL, as I've talked about before. So every episode until the Super Bowl, will most likely be analyzing the NFL outside of maybe the Pro Bowl weekend. The second announcement we have is I have a very special episode planned coming up. As soon as the Cincinnati Bengals, for those of you who don't know, the Cincinnati Bengals is the team I root for in the NFL, and no, I'm not a bandwagon. I have been a fan for years and years and years. As soon as they lose and or, my hope, win the Super Bowl, we will be doing a very special episode recapping the 2021-2022 to season of the Cincinnati Bengals, where I'll be having friends on, family on, to talk about the season, recap some of the best moments, and it should be very exciting. It should be like a little finale, and we'll have an episode most likely like that for the Super Bowl as well, hoping that the Bengals are in that game. So, That's all the announcements for right now. Obviously, as the podcast goes on, we'll have even more announcements and hopefully more exciting episodes such as the Bengals one. But in today's episode, we'll be recapping the games that happened over this past weekend, analyzing them. And then on Friday's episode, we will be diving into the divisional round of the playoffs and giving our predictions. So getting right into it, the first game that I want to talk about, and I'm going to go from my least favorite game to watch To my most favorite game to watch, the most exciting one, and I think you'll be surprised based off my bias who number one was. So the least exciting game of the weekend for me was the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals, which was a very, very big shock to me. I did not think that the Cardinals were going to necessarily win this game, although I did predict them to win this game. I said that the Rams had the better talent in this game, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won. But I did not expect it to be a dominant performance as this one was. Uh, until the touchdown by the Arizona Cardinals, this was just complete domination. They couldn't even get past like their 29-yard line for the whole first half of the game. It was a bit of a hard watch for me to where is the LA Rams completely dominant in this game, and not necessarily because Matthew Stafford played this amazing game. But I did say in my predictions that this game specifically, the Cardinals and Rams, were going to come down to whose quarterback played better and whose quarterback played more consistent Kyler Murray was all over the place the whole game he wasn't able to make these passes when he got out of the pocket I think the game plan for the Cardinals was to get Murray out of the pocket make these throws on the run but he just could not complete them even when he was succeeding to get out of the pocket and become mobile LA Rams defense did a spectacular job this game uh, I think they're not getting enough credit because their offense was also very dominant this game. Odell Beckham had himself a touchdown. Cooper Cup had himself a touchdown. And Matthew Stafford had more rushing yards this game than Kyler Murray. So, shout out to the LA Rams. They will be making it to the next round to play the returning champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is the second game I want to get into here the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Eagles, I think as everyone predicted, was not a close game whatsoever. 31-15. to 15. The Buccaneers just kind of crushed this game. Jalen Hurts had himself not a horrible game, but it wasn't a great game. He went 23-43 for 43 with 258 yards. One touchdown and two interceptions, so the ratio is not great there. But he also led the running attack with 39 yards but he also had the most carries out of all of the running backs. And Godert, I I believe that's how you pronounce the name, the tight end for the Eagles, had himself a very dominant game. And Devontae Smith, who I'm very looking forward to in future seasons, I hope that he gets targeted a little more. The Eagles are on a weird, weird point in their timeline where they're good enough to get wins during the season and possibly make the playoffs but they're definitely not Super Bowl contenders. They have the talent. They just need to learn how to execute it more and hopefully develop some of these young guys. So Eagles, your season is officially over, as most of us projected it to be. The Buccaneers were completely dominant in this game. Tom Brady, 29 for 37 with 271 yards, along with two touchdowns and zip on the interception line. Uh, their running game was obviously a little banged up over the weekend. All they had was Keshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard to run the rock, but they both came out with a touchdown. They both came out with around 50 yards, and that's great to see as a Bengals fan that Gio is still rocking in the NFL and has a chance at a ring this year. In the air, uh, this was a mostly dominant performance by one player, and that was Mike Evans on the Buccaneers. He had that long touchdown from Brady, And outside of that, nobody really dominated, but a quick shout out to Rob Gronkowski, who now is the leading tight end in touchdowns in the playoffs. So even though you love to hate them, you love to hate that Brady-to-Gronk connection, they are always making history every time they come out on that field. So the Buccaneers move on, as I said, to play the Los Angeles Rams in the divisional round. I'm hoping that that is a good game, but we will get into more on that Friday. The next game we got that I absolutely did not enjoy watching, although in terms of a, you know, of what team I was rooting for, yes, I had a good time, but as an NFL fan to watch this game, it was not enjoyable, and it was a shock to me because I picked the New England Patriots at the last second to win this game. If you go back and watch the episode from last Friday... I originally had the Buffalo Bills, I picked them in my bracket, and right at the end I said that I changed my mind, I like the Patriots because I think their running game was going to get going, and looking at the stats right now, their running game did absolutely nothing. Mac Jones, I'm going to send my prayers out to him because I think he was actually the only highlight of this game for the Patriots. He was 24 for 38, 232 yards. With two touchdowns and two interceptions, so a one to one ratio right there. But I saw him on a couple of plays. There was one play that stood out to me for Mac Jones, you know, helping me believe in his future. And it was a run play where he handed it off and he went out and he blocked like two guys right in a row. Mac Jones, one of the more unathletic quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So it was super good to see such a young guy in a game that had already lost hope you know, really push to try and show some bright lights in the team. The running game had absolutely nothing going for him. The leading rusher, Damian Harris, had 30 yards on nine carries. And for their receiving game, they need to get a number one guy. Now, they had some guys that had okay games today. Kendrick Bourne had 77 yards on seven catches with two, both of the touchdowns. But they need to get a number one receiver, whether it's in the draft or it's in free agency. They need to get a guy that Mac Jones can feel reliable throwing to, and then I think they've kind of built up this team that can actually contend. And I think their defense is still great. I think they just had a stinker against an offense that is very dominant. On the Bills' side, absolute perfection. Defense was perfect. Quarterback play was amazing by Josh Allen. 21 for 25 with 308 yards and 5 touchdowns and 0 in the interception category. They had a great game on the ground. Devin Singletary had 81 yards and 2 touchdowns. Josh Allen also got the running game going. And in the receiving side, Dawson Knox had himself a monster of a game with 2 touchdown catches that were absolutely insane. He had 89 yards on the night. Stefan Diggs also had himself 60 yards. I expect him to get even more production as the playoffs get on, considering that the Buffalo Bills continue to move on. But in terms of the game, not a very entertaining game to watch. The Bills kind of dominated from the very start. The next game I want to get into and in the last of the blowouts over the weekend was also another expected blowout between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, when I talked about this game, I said, the NFL might find a way to rig this for the Steelers. And I'll tell you what, watching the first quarter and a half, I would have told you that they probably did because the Steelers kept it 0-0 zero to zero against this insane offense. I expected the Steelers' offense to not be able to get anything going. And then all of a sudden, the Steelers' defense scored a touchdown. And I was like, is that going to be it? Is this going to be a 7 to nothing game? That's how we're going to, the defense got the only score of the game, but then every time I turned away from my television and looked back, the Kansas City Chiefs had the football and were scoring, 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 scoring. Tyreek Hill was running all over this team. Now, Ben Roethlisberger, as I said on Friday's episode, am I glad he's out of the NFL? Absolutely. I do not want him playing an NFL game again, but is it weird being a Bengals fan or an AFC North fan to not have Ben Roethlisberger in the division for the future? Absolutely, it's going to be weird not playing Ben Roethlisberger twice a year as a Bengals fan. So, see ya, see ya later. Um, but you know, it's been a it's been a long time. It's been a fun time, but it has not been a good time. See you later. Bye, Ben Roethlisberger. But not a bad game for his send-off. 29 for 44, 215 yards with two touchdowns and zero interceptions. I think that's the big key right there, that he made no horrible mistakes, although there was a lot of passes that should have been intercepted. In terms of the running game, I think I actually have to give some credit to Ben Roethlisberger, the fact that, They even kept it close for a little bit, considering this running game had nothing going for it the entire four quarters. Najee Harris only had 29 rushing yards on the night. Benny Snell had 15 yards on just two carries compared to Najee's 12. So I think maybe if you gave Benny Snell a chance for the whole game, there would have been some difference there. But running game had nothing going for it. And then the receiving, nobody stood out. But Ben Roethlisberger completed passes to nine separate receivers that night. So way to get the rock everywhere. Um, But nobody really stood out. James Washington, I guess, had 37 yards on just two receptions, and he had a touchdown. So I guess that would be the best receiver in terms of the night for the Steelers. On the Chiefs' side, it was absolute dominance on the offensive side. I think their defense did okay uh, for what we projected them to do. Patrick Mahomes had one of the more dominant games as a quarterback this uh, past weekend. He went 30 for 39, 404 yards with five touchdowns, just as many as Josh Allen had. But Patrick Mahomes had one interception. Also in the passing game, if anybody saw the play, Travis Kelsey also threw for a passing touchdown. It was only two yards, but points are points. In terms of the running game, though, we had an unexpected hero. one of those unsung heroes of the weekend for the Chiefs and that was Jarek McKinnon who also had 81 yards in the air receiving and a touchdown. So a great game for Jarek McKinnon with a couple of running backs out for the Chiefs. Hopefully he can continue this dominant performance to propel them into the AFC Championship game with the game against the Bills coming up. In terms of the receiving game, I think we all expected Travis Kelsey to have such a dominant game as he did. Five receptions for 108 yards, proving himself, in my opinion, that he is still the best tight end in the National Football League. No disrespect to George Kittle or Mark Andrews or Darren Waller, but Travis Kelsey continues to be consistent in his dominant performances. Tyree Hill also had himself a game, five receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown. Maybe not what we always expect from him. Byron Pringle had himself two touchdowns, even though he only had 37 reception yards. The offense was rolling after the Steelers' defensive touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Steelers' offense seemed to kind of just flatten the entire game. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have two games left, and they were the only two good games of football that I watched over this past weekend. And you may be saying, wow, Phoenix has not gone crazy yet that the Cincinnati Bengals won a playoff game for the first time in 31 years. Go text your friends. Tell them they won a playoff game. It's the first time you can ever send a text about it in history. We can finally be done with that joke. Go text your friends. Say the Bengals won a playoff game, and they did it against the Las Vegas Raiders, which was the team that most people suspect started the curse when Bo Jackson beat us in the NFL playoffs. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Las Vegas Raiders deserve to win this game. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Cincinnati Bengals necessarily dominated this game. And I'm not here to disrespect the Raiders. Now, there was some controversy in this game with the officiating crew. The big thing was the whistle play that happened. And I truly am going to talk about this from a non-biased standpoint. Watching that play... By rule, if a whistle is blown during the play, the ball is officially dead. Watching that play over and over again, I will conclude that the play should have been replayed. I agree. We should have had to replay the down, but the fact of the matter is that it was not. And if you're asking me truly, what I was always taught growing up playing sports was you play until the play is over. When I see a three-point shot a foul in the NBA if the player throws up the three-pointer. After, just in case, a defender goes and blocks it. I think you play until the play is dead completely. But I understand that the ruling is you play until the whistle. So in terms of play, yes, it should have been replayed. But what are you going to do? If you're asking my opinion, the officiating crew was bad for both sides. There was plays Uh, and calls that shouldn't have been called I think one of the more notable ones for the Bengals was that roughing the passer on the last drive if that roughing the passer doesn't happen I don't even think the Raiders get close to the end zone and this game isn't close anyways and also if you're asking me in terms of the whistle play even if we don't get a touchdown on the replay down we get a field goal so the score ends up being the Bengals ahead anyways I think the concluding statement here is, yes, the play should have been replayed, but the Bengals played the better game of football and deserved to win. Now, that's no disrespect to the Las Vegas Raiders. They played an amazing game. Derek Carr did as much as he could. He was 29 for 54, so maybe not the most accurate, but he had 310 yards passing with a touchdown and an interception. You can tell that this definitely meant a lot to him to try and get this win. And I expect him to make the playoffs for the future and hopefully learn from this type of experience and learn how to calm down a little bit more. In terms of the rushing game, they only had two rushers the entire game and one of them was Derek Carr, but, but as I said he would, Josh Jacobs had a, himself a good game. It wasn't anything insane, it wasn't anything amazing, but it was dominant, and it was enough to put them into position to possibly win or tie this game. As I said, the Bengals cannot guard uh, tight ends, and they cannot stop the run game, which is why I'm worried against the Titans. But as it showed in this game, the Raiders were a very good matchup for us because Josh Jacobs... is a a good running back, and he had a good game. Darren Waller is one of the top tight ends, and he had himself, he was the best receiver on the Raiders. So signs right there is the Bengals need to continue to work on their weaknesses, got to be able to stop a tight end, and got to be able to stop a running game no matter what the stats say. The last thing I'll say for the Raiders is I made an incorrect statement. I said that in terms of the defensive matchup that the Bengals won because I thought Trey Hendrickson was better than Max Crosby. Now I know that Trey Hendrickson did not play the second half of the game and had a very dominant first half of the game with a uh, causing a fumble. But if you're asking me truly after watching a full four quarters of Max Crosby versus a full four quarters of Trey Hendrickson, Max Crosby is a different animal, he's a different beast, he just finds a way to get through the line, so Max Crosby, absolutely deserving of all the credit he is getting this season, and most definitely should be a pro bowler, and if you're asking me, he is now above Trey Hendrickson in terms of a defensive end. Now moving on to the team, I definitely want to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, Very good game. It definitely got shaky there at the end, but we continued to stay consistent. Going into Joe Burrow's stats, there's one stat that is really important. So he was 24 for 34 with 244 yards, two touchdowns, and the thing that meant the most, zero interceptions. A lot of people talked about how Joe Burrow was a bit of a turnover machine, passed too much. He led the league in interceptions this season, but he was also one of the more dominant quarterbacks this season, So it's tough to say. It was very important that we didn't have turnovers in this game, and we did not, so that was very important. In terms of the running game, nothing really going. Joe Mixon, obviously coming off of COVID last week, had 17 carries for 48 yards. We hope that he gets it uh, going a little bit more, but the passing game is also able to make up for the lost amount in the run game. On the receiving core, Jamar Chase had himself a very dominant first half. I think most of his 116 yards came from the first half. CJ Uzama, I'm very happy, had himself a good game. I talked about earlier with some of my friends before the game that nine times out of ten, this vocal guy, the guy that really brings up the foundation of the team, seems to have these heroic moments in the playoffs. And C.J. Uzama was that guy for our team the whole season. He was always at the, at, the, at the center of the huddle. He was always the one talking, saying, why not us? Which I don't think is that good of a slogan, but whatever. He was always the guy that was front and center vocally. And he stepped up in a performance way uh, this past game against the Raiders, having six catches for 64 yards and, of course, the opening touchdown. So the Cincinnati Bengals are moving on to the divisional round to play the Tennessee Titans, and I can't wait to get into the preview of that game on Friday because it should be an absolutely great game. The final game we are getting into today was my upset of the week. And ladies and gentlemen, my predictions were saved by picking the upset of the week correctly. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys now, when I said that it was going to be a shock of what my most exciting game was this past weekend, I mean in terms of most people probably would have said that I would have picked the Bengals and Raiders game, but this game was absolutely fun to watch. The 49ers came out and insanely dominated the beginning, but then the Cowboys seemed to just keep coming back and keep coming back, but at the end, they had so many chances to win this game at your home stadium in Dallas, and they just could not pull it off there at the end now, in terms of the performances, on the offensive side for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo did nothing special. I think he did exactly what we expected him to do. He's 16 for 25 with 172 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception. He's the guy for the 49ers where, is he anything spectacular? No, but is he good enough to get you the win? Absolutely, it seems like it. Their main attack, we know, is on the running game. And Eli Mitchell had 27 carries for 96 yards along with a touchdown. And Debo Samuel, the star of the game, probably should have been MVP, but that's not what that award is about. He had 10 carries for 72 yards and a touchdown along with 38 reception yards. And Brandon Ayuk finally showing up a little bit more this past weekend with five receptions for 66 yards. The offensive side for the 49ers wasn't anything special, but their defense stopped the Cowboys enough to allow this to be the winning score for the 49ers. On the Cowboys side, we will get into Dak Prescott later, but Dalton Schutz and Amari Cooper had themselves a good game along with Cedric Wilson. Uh, Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson uh, having about 64 and 62 yards. Amari Cooper, of course, had a touchdown as well. But Dalton Schutz, uh, the star of the game in terms of the air attack, 89 yards on seven receptions. Uh, he's, been a, he's been a very good tight end this season. I don't think he's been the top of the line, but he's been consistently good. So hopefully another weapon for the Cowboys to go into next year, because next year is their year, am I right? Now, I know I'm a little hard on the Cowboys, but I got to say, this game was absolutely blown, and part of it was the running game. When your quarterback is the second-highest rusher on a team that prides themselves on the running game, there's obviously a problem. Zeke Elliott had 12 carries for 31 yards. Tony Pollard had 4 carries for 14 yards. And Dak Prescott had 4 carries for 27 yards and a touchdown. So only a third of the carries compared to Zeke, but Dak had only 4 less yards and a touchdown. I think that's absolutely sad. I don't think that uh, the running game is just going to be working right now for the Dallas Cowboys. And even though it worked at times in the regular season, I just don't see enough consistency in Zeke and Pollard to say that this is the future of the team right here. This is not the future build of the Dallas Cowboys. And Dak Prescott, I think a lot of people are going to be really hard on him this game, but you got to remember, guys, Dak Prescott was the NVP of this game. He was the Nickelodeon valuable player, and you just can't take that away. The only other man to win that award in the playoffs is the legendary Mitchell Trubisky. You gotta remember that Dak Prescott is in the same conversation as Mitchell Trubisky in the playoffs. That's something that you just can't beat, that's something that you can't compare but in all seriousness, Dak had himself a pretty good game. He was 23 for 43, 254 yards with a touchdown and an interception. Could he have done more to win this football game? Absolutely, but did he play on a good enough level where they probably should have won this game? Yes, but We do have to talk about that last play of the game. I'm sorry, but what was he thinking? You cannot do a quarterback draw or a quarterback run on the last play of the game with like 12 seconds left with no timeouts. Unless you know that you are going to get to the outside and you're going to get out of bounds in time, you can't do that. And he obviously had no intentions of getting out of bounds. He went down the middle of the field. Absolutely... Ridiculous play. It, it left me dumbfounded. I don't know what they were thinking. As soon as I saw the run, I was like, they are not going to be able to get this back in time. And the one rule you have to follow is you have to get the ball back to the ref. And I think, generally, genuinely, if they would have gotten the ball back to the ref, that they would have been able to clock it in time. But they did not. For anybody saying that it was ref versus Cowboys, it was absolutely not. You guys had a lot of calls go your way. I watched the game completely this was not a Raiders and Bengals game. There was not that much of the ref's interference with this one. In fact, I would say that the 49ers got screwed on a majority of calls. So all in all, not the most dramatic wildcard weekend that we've ever seen, but an entertaining one at least. Uh, We saw a bunch of blowouts, and we saw two good games. Now, Getting into my predictions for the past weekend, in terms of the straight games, I went 4 for 6. If I didn't change my mind on the Patreon Bills, probably would have gone 5 for 6. And if I had stuck with my gut on who won the matchups, probably should have gone 6 for 6 with the Rams over the Cardinals. But I did get my upset of the week correct, so that is an extra point towards my predictions. So we are starting off the NFL playoffs 5 for six on the weekend not a bad start at all I'm very happy with it going in the divisional round we have four games and I hope to go undefeated on those games and possibly get an extra point on my upset of the week pick so everybody I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode I hope you guys are excited for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and I can't wait to see you guys on Friday. I will see you guys on the flippity flip here on Rookie Ball. Get out of here.